Hi, everyone. It's Camille Freeman. Welcome to Thinking of You, Questions and Answers for Online Faculty. This week, I've been getting a lot of questions about using Zoom to teach online because, of course, people are moving their on-campus classes to an online format. So I wanted to share just a few short reflections on this for people who are right in the middle of trying to make all of this work. Now, the university where I teach often has classes in an executive format, meaning on-campus classes are usually scheduled for Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And so many people are trying to kind of convert that into an online format. The first thing I want to say about Zoom is that you do not necessarily have to take your on-campus class and replicate it online via Zoom. And in fact, I would argue that in most cases, that is not the best idea, especially if you are scheduled to have these really long classes that are going three, four hours, or perhaps even all day. Asking people to sit online for a long period of time and focus and pay attention as if they were in a classroom is not realistic. So instead of automatically saying, we're just going to do this via Zoom, why don't you think about doing an asynchronous format, meaning is there a way that you can put the content up online so that people can access it on their own schedule when they have the time, when they have the energy, when they have the ability given their family schedule, their work schedule, and so forth. That is going to be just as effective and in many cases more effective than trying to replicate a face-to-face environment with Zoom. Now, um, If you do decide you want to use Zoom, and I'll talk about some scenarios where that might be necessary in a minute, if you do decide you want to use Zoom, please be sure to record it so that students who can't make it at that time have the option to watch it later. Remember that just because they were going to be able to attend class uh, at the regular scheduled time does not mean that they now can. Many people now have family at home that they're taking care of, whether that's young children home from school, whether that's relatives who are ill. Many people are now dealing with multiple people in a household that need to use the computer at the same time. Many people are dealing with bandwidth issues. And of course, many people are sick and can't come to class at the time that they were regularly scheduled to be there. So record it and have the option for people to watch the replay if they can't attend the live session. Now, If you are going to do a Zoom class, I would recommend the following. First of all, you can use Zoom like office hours. If you really think it's important for people to connect with you in real time, just to have that sense of community and continuity, Zoom is a great tool for that. You can see people's faces if they would like to share them. You can hear people's voices. You can talk to each other. Office hours is lovely in Zoom. Um, Just set up a time, say I'm going to be here from this time to this time, give people the link, and that will work out really great. If you decide that you, for whatever reason, need or want to do class via Zoom, and it's a longer class, my recommendation is you keep each segment really, really short. Uh, An hour, in my opinion, is more than enough time for a single segment of class. I would recommend actually going a lot shorter than that, maybe even 20 or 30 minutes, and uh, then they need to have a break. Maybe that's you take a break and you go to the bathroom, have people get a snack, or maybe you do a segment of a class, you teach, uh, you do a lecture, you have a discussion, and then you send people off to do something on their own at home, you know, go implement this, write in a journal for an hour, work on these problems and meet back later. That's going to work a lot better than having trying to lecture for eight hours or three hours or even a solid hour or an hour and a half. That uh, people's attention just doesn't last that long online. And it's very, very tempting to start doing other things. Um, so consider doing a short segment, having them go do something, and then come back if you really want to extend it over the long period of time. Remember that you don't necessarily have to do the equivalent number of hours in Zoom that you were doing on campus. You can make up that time with other things, such as giving them things to read or having them do discussions online, having them work on assignments, etc. 
Before you start a Zoom session or your first Zoom session with any given cohort, you definitely want to introduce some ground rules. Uh, you want to make sure the students know how to find the chat box if they would like to type. That's not always obvious and easy to find. So you want to have them look for the three little dots, expand that, and they can see the chat. Not everybody knows that. You want to let them know how to mute and unmute if they need to. Remember that if you mute people and somebody's calling in on their phone, they may or may not be able to unmute themselves. So just keep that in mind. Um, you want to make sure that people know uh, whether and how they can turn their video cameras on and whether that's an expectation. Remember that if you want people to turn their videos on, that's, I think that's one thing, but to require it is not ideal for many reasons. Some people have privacy concerns. They do not want to share their face. They don't want to share their location. They don't feel comfortable sharing where they are and so forth. Um, another issue is that it takes up a lot of bandwidth to use the video. So if people are coming in from a small town or a rural area that doesn't have great internet connection, they may not be able to actually use Zoom if their internet is on. Or if they have multiple people in their house who are trying to use the internet and they don't have a strong connection, the video camera can also be too much. Um, we've also seen a lot of people who are taking screenshots of Zoom meetings and then posting them online as a way to kind of show what they're doing. Uh, but remind your students that if they are going to do that, they'd have to have the permission of everybody pictured before they could post that or share that. I would say it's best practice to, to encourage students not to take screenshots and certainly not to share them. Um, so those are some of the big considerations with Zoom. I don't want to go on for too long, so I'm going to leave it here. But just remember that Zoom isn't the only option. You do not have to meet synchronously if you are scheduled to meet synchronously. There's lots of other ways that you can think through how you're going to deliver the content. And it doesn't all have to be in person or via video. So if that's too stressful for you right now, or if it just doesn't seem a good fit for your class, then think of some other ways. And I'm happy to brainstorm with you uh, some ideas if that's uh, a challenge. All right, good luck everybody. I hope you're all staying safe and let me know if you have any questions. Take care. Mm -hmm.